Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. All right, it is time for something I always look forward to, and that is my conversations with the editor of Blacklock's Reporter at Minding Ottawa on Twitter, Tom Korski. And Tom joins us on this program. I think you and I have been become quite the uh, quite the comedic act celebrity. And it wasn't it wasn't intended. I've always wanted to be a celeb, Roy, and it's it's finally happening for us. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Eight seconds in, and we're gone. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, let's talk about a celeb, and that is the uh, governor of the Bank of Canada. And uh, Blacklock's reporter, you write, governor at Bank of Canada boldly predicts recession will be mild. Quote, not a severe recession, end quote, but admits past bold predictions were wrong. It's not like we get everything right. Well, I'm sorry, but you may not get everything right, but you should be in the ballpark, particularly if you're running the Bank of Canada. What's the backstory? Governor Macklem's track record is terrible, Roy. I, I mean, it's really terrible. It's to the point where a former governor, David Dodge, testified in the Senate Banking Committee the other day, and he said, these guys talk too much. Like, I really, I really wish they would stop talking. They talk too much. Because if you had taken Governor Macklem's advice, what, what did he say? Well, he said that uh, interest rates would uh, stay low for a long time. Yep. He said inflation was no problem. Yep. When inflation what became a problem, he said this is transitory. Hold and it. then hold, last, hold it, hold it. That's all for three. Yeah. Well, it, it, it gets worse. He's okay. already so, so we're already in strikeout country. And then last April, he told the Commons Finance Committee, he said, you know, we're going to have a soft landing. Sure, we're raising rates now. It's going to be a soft landing. It's not going to be soft. That's a myth. He's going to raise rates again on December seventh. Pearl Harbor Day, it's going to be the seventh rate increase this year. And he says there will be, uh, all odds are, there will be a, a recession by Christmas, which is just a disaster. And Macklem's latest forecast is, well, you know, I, don't, I think it's going to be just a, a mere flesh wound, just a mild recession. In the manner of the captain of the Titanic, when you say, what, how does it look? And he says, well, the, the water's up to the mailroom, but my shoes are still dry. That's Governor Macklem. It is very disturbing. The The Bank of Canada is the institution that people look to for, really, for sober and not politically conservative governance of our finances. And you can't just go over. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't work. It didn't work for the uh, Philadelphia Phillies a couple of nights ago. And it, uh, it doesn't work in banking. Now, I, I'm going to ask you about the uh, press gallery story in a moment, but because I've been a bad boy, I understand. The Ottawa police, let's talk about this one. Ottawa police, Ottawa police, you're right, uh, say the claim that the Freedom Convoy had weapons refer to tire irons and tools, not guns, per se. Expand on that, please. Uh, this is uh, Deputy Police Chief uh, Patricia Ferguson testifying in the Special Joint Committee on the Declaration of Emergency. This is important. The uh, official version is that the truckers protest was so unnerving so violent such an upheaval in downtown ottawa that cabinet had no choice but to invoke the emergencies act for the first time you've discussed that i know many times on the, on the show 
And you now have the specter in the absence of, let's be frank, uh, actual confirmed incidents of violence involving violent charges, actual evidence that there were guns in the trucks. You have Deputy Ferguson testifying in committee, and she was asked by a friendly questioner, a liberal-appointed senator, Senator Cordy from Nova Scotia, tell me about these weapons, how many weapons? So she said, well, you know, there weren't guns per se. I know, that, I know everyone's fixated on guns, but there were, there were tire irons, there were, there were tools, a socket wrench perhaps. I mean, really, anything could be a weapon. This was with a straight face. To witness this testimony... Roy, uh, as an empathetic person, you would say, I feel like an ass on Deputy Ferguson's behalf because I know that she's so lacking in self-awareness that you would say a trucker with a tire iron in a toolbox is now weaponized and this is our Canada's little January 6th. It was kind of embarrassing. It's sad. It is sad and it is embarrassing. And the whole issue is going to, I think, blow up in the government's face. And, uh, Mr. Trudeau, tell me I'm wrong if, uh, if, if you believe it, um, uh, Tom, but I think Mr. Trudeau's fixation on Ontario's use of the notwithstanding clause, and I'm not in favor of the notwithstanding clause being the automatic lever if you want to push legislation through, but his uh, fixation on the Ontario government is to try to get the heat off as far as the Emergencies Act invocation is concerned. Uh, Well, there's no doubt this commission is legacy material. I, I don't know if Cabinet has figured that out yet, but it's getting awfully late innings now. You know, Roy, they didn't say, I uh, disapproved of the trucker's Facebook post. That wasn't the complaint. The, the complaint wasn't that these some of these protesters you wouldn't want to have over to the house for supper. The complaint was that there was lawlessness on the streets of Ottawa. Quote, unquote, Minister of Public Safety Marco Mendicino, Bill Blair, Minister of Emergency Preparedness, said of those protesters, it, it was a foreign-funded attempt to dismantle our democracy, our institutions. You're going to have to come up with something better than theories and slander. And right now, at that judicial inquiry, it doesn't look good for cabinet. It does not. And it reminds me, in a, in a sort of sideways way, of the case that was brought against Admiral Mark Norman. And uh, the prime minister mused twice that the admiral would have his day in court, would be, you know, would be dealt with in court. And as soon as the prosecutor, federal prosecutor, saw the case that the federal government had, and it was Mr. Trudeau and his cabinet that brought it against Admiral Norman, the prosecutor did a Roberto Duran. No mas. We're done. We're out. <laughs> what is it going to be like? You know, this this judicial inquiry, six weeks, they've booked. They're coming up on halfway through it. Uh, the most interesting part, my opinion, my two cents, has been the documents. Hasn't been testimony from any witnesses. The documents are devastating. Uh, the Intelligence Bureau for the Ontario Provincial Police, and they were the Johnny on the spot. Everyone was looking to the Ontario Provincial Police Intelligence Bureau. Their commander, uh, Superintendent Patrick Morris, testified. He actually used the word shocking. The uh, protest was shockingly peaceful, he said. I was, it was startling at the lack of weapons, and they were so peaceful, it was shocking to me. There, <laughs> the documents have been the most important, but the day will come. You know, uh, uh, something like a quarter of the cabinet is on the witness list. You will testify under oath, under threat of perjury. 
And that's not going to be like giving clever lines to reporters as you run down the hallway. They have a problem. Yeah, they do have a problem. Big problem. Now, speaking of uh, members of parliament, not necessarily cabinet, you tell me, but I found this very interesting on Black Lives Reporter. MPs vote 173 to 149 for special audit of arrive can on complaints. The $54 million cost is suspiciously high. Now, I wonder how it occurred to someone that $54 million for an app was high. I think like $54 might have gotten, might get you an app with a, with a grade school student putting it together. So it doesn't have to be 54 million, but why would 149, why would 149 MPs vote against this? Well, uh, because they're liberals and, (laughs) or they have a vested interest in not digging into the accounts. Uh, I see. But the 54 million, Roy, the problem is that cabinet uh, can never come up with a straight answer on where did the money go and why. When you have Pierre Polyev, the NDP, the Customs and Immigration Union, all on the same page, saying there's something wrong here. That means there's something wrong here. And the it's been two years since uh, the House has ordered a special audit. The last one was into mysterious lapsing of funding to unidentifiable infrastructure projects. That minister doesn't work here anymore. That was Kathy McKenna. These are not good. Not good as well is that Canadian Heritage spent $345,000 on China-made flag pins, even as MPs condemned China for genocide. This is our national symbol. This is our country. Over to you, Mr. Korsky. Yeah, those are manufacturers quoted. It's inexplicable. This has gone on for years. Every time the departments are called out on this, you said, MPs of all political caucuses have said this, you know, have some self-respect. And they say, well, you know, we can save seven to eight cents a unit on, on, on a maple leaf flag pen. Did you know at one point the department actually contracted with Chinese suppliers overseas for the pins, the little flag pins that were distributed to new citizens that took the oath of allegiance to the Queen at Department of Immigration Citizenship Ceremonies. How embarrassing is that? They won't stop it. Departments won't get on it. The Minister of Heritage, Pablo Rodriguez, will not run his department. There's been numerous lapses, and here's an instance. Literally at the moment that you have the House of Commons voting to cite the People's Republic for ongoing genocide, human rights atrocities, almost unspeakable, Roy. And we're still giving them the flag contracts. There is nothing funny about that. Nothing at all. And they need to reply to it. One more before we take a break. The the, uh, Governor General and her flight to Dubai, $1.3 million. And the staff still withhold actual menus. I'm very disappointed because I'd like to know. I'd like to know what the menu is. MPs want to see those menus. So it's my menu, my my, my menu. I've in the, in the morning. No, here's my menu. I, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you my menu and what it costs. Each morning, I get in my car because I make the world's worst coffee. I cannot. I can't stand my own coffee. So I get in my car and I drive about three miles to the drive-through restaurant that I favor. And I order an extra large triple triple coffee, and I order a cheese tea biscuit buttered and toasted. Not in that order. <laughs> and it's four dollars and four cents. Rounded off to four oh five. 
and I give them a $5 bill, and I'm on my way. Now, some of these breakfasts, $218. That's like a six months of breakfast for me. Well, oh, my no goodness. Future. You have no future, Rito Hall. I'm, I'm Apparently sorry. not. <laughs> no, we used to, if it's a soft-boiled egg with a platinum spoon and you get to keep the spoon, I still don't oh. see the $218. Oh, you get to keep the spoon. Well, wow. how else could you account for it? Well, What's a $218 breakfast? Unless you're ordering for a steak, it doesn't add up. Yeah, I, I, I get to keep the cup, the paper cup, <laughs> with, the, with the detachable lid, with a, little, <laughs> with a little pop-up so you can drink through the lid. I get to keep that. Just received an email from uh, another Tom who wants to know whether the car that I drive to the drive through window each morning for my coffee is the same car you've been trying to unload on Tom Korski for the last year. Yes. <laughs> Tom, listen, I've got new snow tires on it. I just had the coolant how do, how replaced do you last week. Tires on a lot of where, where do you get those? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a I'll give you a great deal. What's going on between you and the press gallery? Oh, it's sad. It's going to litigation. This will probably be the last time I get a chance to talk about it uh, as we go to court. About a year uh, and a half ago, uh, you may recall, people will re remember, that there was sort of an ethics wave that went through of uh, media. Uh, this was after uh, they had successfully lobbied for over a half billion dollars in federal subsidies. Never happened before. And there was a predictable reaction to that. And all of a sudden, everyone, there was an ethics wave. We, we were asked, what, what's our ethics policy? Can you imagine after all these years in business, we say, I don't know, the Libel Act, the Ten Commandments? I mean, do, do we recycle? Like, we just report the news, right? Well, the press gallery was going to have an ethics policy. Can you imagine? And we said, oh, well, that's, that, that sounds neat. How's this for an amendment to your ethics policy? That every press gallery member annually report on every application, successful or not, for federal rebates, subsidies, concessions, or government aid of any kind. And you put that in big, bold letters on the press gallery website so everyone can see. Well, it was, it was a very spirited annual general meeting. It was voted down 18 to 1. It was highly entertaining. <laughs> and ever since then, the press gallery has been giving us the gears, Roy, including a threat of termination of our membership. We've been, I, I've been a member since 1993. Uh, Blacklock's been a member since uh, 10 years since we started, uh, now in our 11th year. So uh, w that's uh, highly fascinating. It's getting hot, Roy, in, in our business because the subsidies, the corporate welfare, has discredited the business. They have uh, the participants in that are vaguely aware that they are mistrusted and, and, and beyond uh, seen as irrelevant or lazy. That they are misinforming their public. They are serving their master's voice. That's the problem with subsidies in our business. And the water pool is shrinking. And when that happens, people start to get the, the, the tension kind of increases. It's going to be highly interesting, Roy. And you're going to court? Oh, I, we can't wait. Okay. I have a date? Uh, no. We, there, we, literally, I got my notice last week that they were going to have a meeting and they were going to, my membership was up and there was going to be trouble. And so we, we, uh, we signed up counsel and there will be applications of my preference, Ontario Superior Court. And we've said, we're going to name names. We're going to get your emails. We were going to cross-examine 
the press gallery aristocracy under oath, and they, they can know what that feels like. We're, we're going to find out what's going on. It's very unfortunate it comes to that. Let me ask you for one more story. We just talked about China in the first half hour of this hour and the Winnipeg Biolab and everything that's going on there with Elaine Dewar. Now, China, China's agents targeting MPs and senators. It's not the first time we've heard this. CSIS warns the House Committee and it follows disclosures that CSIS has names of public office holders in communists' pay. Wow. It is a wow, isn't it? And yet, it never really goes anywhere. And I think it's because, it's frankly, it's, it's a mushroom cloud. You, you, there has been testimony in parliamentary committees, you mentioned, Roy, that CSIS says we have names, we can name names of members of parliament, senators, uh, provincial legislators, Municipal politicians, city councillors, who have taken cash from foreign agents who are wow. in China's pay, we know them, we have put them under surveillance. And this comes up again once more as to whether there was interference in the 2021 campaign. The implication is that there was. But it's like everyone is afraid to start pulling those threads, Roy, because you, once you do that, you never know how it's going to unravel. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.